In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the Word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have thought, O oh God, on your loving kindness in the midst of your temple. According to your name, O God, so is your praise to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is full of righteousness. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. In the city of our God, in his holy mountain, God is in her palaces. He is known as her refuge. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of your judgments. For this is God, our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to death. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now Never shall be world without.
in the midst of your temple. According to your name, O God, so is your praise to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is full of righteousness. Testament for the eighth Sunday after Trinity is from the prophet Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter. Thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. 
They speak a vision of their own heart, not from the mouth of the Lord. They continually say to those who despise me, the Lord has said, you shall have peace. And to everyone who walks according to the dictates of his own heart, no evil shall come upon you. For who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and has perceived and heard his word? Who has marked his word and heard it? Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord has gone forth in fury, a violent whirlwind. It will fall violently on the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days, you will understand it perfectly. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they would have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. Am I a God near at hand, says the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can anyone hide himself in secret places so I shall not see him, says the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? I have heard what the prophets have said who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long will this be in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies? Indeed, They are prophets of the deceit of their own heart who try to make my people forget my name by their dreams which which everyone tells his neighbor as their fathers forgot my name for Baal. The prophet who has a dream, let him tell a dream. And he who has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, says the Lord? Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Be my rock of refuge, a fortress of defense to save me. Epistle is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, the eighth chapter. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. 
For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand. According to St. Matthew, the seventh chapter. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men Gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. This is the gospel of the Lord. We confess the faith with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. 
From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace to you. Over the past few months, one thing has become very clear to me. I am a sinner. The evidence of my sin has been very clear to me in my thoughts, words, and actions. I am deeply grieved about what is happening in our country, state, community, and in our families. There has been anger, fear, self-righteousness, and much too much, or little too little, Christ-like love. Oh, there are people trying to tell us how to love our neighbor, but very little of this love has to do with the love of Christ for sinners such as you and me. In the midst of this panic-demic, there is one voice which has calmed my fears, soothed my troubled heart, and pacified my anger. What I am most thankful for is that I've been able to gather with friends and family to hear God's word and to receive Jesus' precious body and blood for the forgiveness of my sins. This has been the most essential thing for me. In fact, I'll say it is more than essential. It is fundamental. It is fundamental to my life and who I am. I am a child of God. You are children of God. That's what your good shepherd called you. That's what his prophet Paul called you, children of God. I am deeply grieved for those who have been separated from the life-giving gifts of God's word and sacraments, either by force, by being barred from visits from their pastors, or barred from leaving their communities to come to church, or those who have, out of fear, been unable to come. I am deeply thankful that our pastor, through this all, maintained the services of our church. When many congregations were closing their doors, we had services, not once, twice, three times, but up to 15 times a week so that our members could hear God's word 
and receive his sacrament. It is my prayer that God will deliver his people from the bondage of civil rulers and from the bondage to irrational fear so that they may freely gather and receive these gifts. In spite of what many government officials may say or think, this is the one place that truly matters above all else. This place matters because this is where your God, your good shepherd, comforts you, his little flock. In today's gospel, our Lord warns of false prophets. And throughout these months, the voices of false prophets have been rearing their head in society and in churches all around us. Our Lord says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. There are true prophets and there are false prophets. Christ said so. A true prophet speaks forth the word of God. False prophets speak what is contrary to God's word. False prophets want to sound nice and sweet and portray themselves as soft and tender and as loving. They will talk about love, but they have no love because they do not have the love of Christ. They do not fear and love him above all things. They will proclaim freedom, but they will hold you in bondage to sin and fear. The Apostle Paul says, You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. You received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. You are God's dear children. There's no doubt about that. Because you have been baptized into Christ. In the waters of your baptism, he claimed you as his own. You are a child of God. You do not serve at his table but you are served. Your heavenly Father speaks to you and he feeds you the medicine of immortality, Christ's very body and blood. There's lots of talk about finding medicines and cures for diseases, but for you, there is already the eternal medicine of Christ's body and blood, which sustains you in both body and soul in the true faith until life everlasting. A true prophet will direct you to Christ and his righteousness as the only hope of your salvation. False prophets will want you to trust in the things of this world and make yourself a source or the source of your happiness and contentment. And what does Jeremiah say of these false prophets? You heard it today. They make you worthless. That's what they do. A few verses before today's Old Testament, the prophet Jeremiah proclaims, The Lord our righteousness, or the Lord is our righteousness. 
Your value and your worth is what God has declared. He is your righteousness. And you have no righteousness apart from the righteousness God has given you through His Son, Jesus Christ. You have no peace with God except the peace which God established from the heart of Christ through His suffering and death. The blood of Christ gives you every value you need. The forgiveness of sins, life and salvation. It gives you God's righteousness. There are many voices in our world which are seeking your attention. They call on you to trust or follow the science. Or they call upon you to reject all science. They call on you to trust the government and your elected officials. Or there are voices that call upon you to despise your government and your nation and your elected officials and to despise your neighbor. There are voices that call upon you to trust in yourself. You'll get through this. And there are voices that call you to fear and to despair that all is lost. These voices are all out there. But there's one common theme of all these voices that we hear. They want you to think that this world has to offer things that will make your life better and give you ultimate satisfaction. Or for some, that you can remake our country and our world into something that will give you satisfaction. These are the voices of the false prophets. They're occurring in society and affecting the church, or even within the church, we hear these voices. These are the voices of the false prophets who with their lying lips speak against the righteous one, that is Christ. Whether it comes from the devil, the world, our own sinful flesh, the message of the false prophets is all the same. Jesus cannot help you. Forget it. I mean, you're hearing reports of people in Portland burning Bibles because they think Bibles are bad. Making plans to tear down crosses because crosses are bad. Hear destruction of statues, of religious statues, because they're bad. This reveals the evil that is in our world today. These lying lips. They want to tell you Christ cannot help. These false prophets are liars. Remember that. It's a strong word. They are liars because they speak from their father, the devil, who is the father of all lies. And they want to make you worthless. But you have a promise. You are not worthless because you are a child of God through the waters of your baptism. In the midst of this din of earthly voices, there is one voice which the devil, the world, and your own flesh want to silence. God's voice. As you struggle 
And each of you have struggled it in your own way, not just in the past few months, but over your lifetime. As you struggle in the midst of life's burdens, listen to this voice. Peace I leave with you. I peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You are my flock, the flock of my pasture. You are men, and I am your God. That's his promise to you. He is your God. This is the voice which you and I need to hear day in and day out. When people speak of stopping a disease because there is too much death, they are foolish and deceived. They do not know or they have forgotten that there is one who has already defeated death and that's Christ Jesus our Lord. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. When people think that they can hide or shelter themselves from disease and death by isolating themselves or waiting for the vaccine to suddenly appear, They do not know or they have forgotten that there is one who has cured all diseases and who has gathered us together. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. As children of God, as his precious flock, We are intended to gather together, to gather unto him in his house and at his table. Our Lord says that you will know the difference between the true prophets and the false prophets by their fruits. And what are these fruits? The false prophets will turn your eyes to this world and to yourself to the strength of your own flesh. This only leads to despair and unbelief and eternal death. This is the ultimate fruit of the false prophets, unbelief. In contrast, the prophet of God will turn you away from yourself. In fact, to deny yourself, he will turn your eyes to Jesus. Listen to the author of Hebrews. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, 
the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The fruits of the Spirit are the fruits of Christ's work, of his enduring the cross, despising the shame, and suffering all. For he has forgiven your sins. And his work is to draw you to faith in him through the Spirit. That you would trust in him above all things. And in Christ we find love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Does that not describe our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? His life and his ministry, listen, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. He has given all of this to us through the forgiveness of our sins as he has joined us to him. You are no longer strangers and aliens. Now I'm going to... The world will consider you strange and alien and foreign. But before God, you are no longer strangers and aliens. You have received the spirit of adoption. As such, you are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ in both our suffering and our glory. I think that's interesting, that as Christians, we will suffer because Christ suffered. And we will rejoice or be glorified even as Christ has been glorified. For we are in him. Your adoption was sealed in the waters of your baptism where you were buried with Christ and raised with him. And your adoption is realized every time you kneel at his altar and receive his body and blood for the forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Please stand. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Amen. today we remember those listed in the congregation at prayer. In addition to those listed and some corrections changes, uh, Jackie Klug has been released from the hospital. 
George Kaminsky is hospitalized for tests. And we remember uh, the family of Kurt Scheller. Kurt died last night. We remember his family. The funeral plans are pending. And if you want details about that, call the church office later in the week uh, for the details for the funeral. Let us pray. God, our Father in heaven, look with mercy on us, your needy children on earth, and grant us grace that your holy name be hallowed by us and all the world through the pure and true teaching of your word and fervent love shown forth in our lives. Graciously turn from us all false doctrine and evil living, whereby your precious name is blasphemed and profaned. Strengthen and sustain all Christians who suffer for your name's sake. Strengthen all those during, in times of pestilence, sedition, and rebellion. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. May your kingdom come to us and expand. Bless and sustain all who have been given new life as your children through holy baptism, especially Kay, Mary, Wyatt, Julie, Polly, Dave, Keith, Ted, Anna, Larry, Mary Catherine. Bring all transgressors and those who are blinded and bound in the devil's kingdom to know Jesus Christ, your Son, by faith, that the number of Christians may be increased. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Strengthen us by your spirit according to your will, both in life and in death, in the midst of both good and evil things, that our own wills may be crucified daily and sacrificed to your good and gracious will. Into your merciful hands, we commend Ed, Jackie, Roger, Jeremy, Kathy, Shirley, Harlan, Hadley, Katie, Patrick, David, Jim, Tom, George, and Jim, and Lois, and all who are in need, praying for them at all times, thy will be done. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant us our daily bread, preserve us from greed and selfish cares, and help us trust in you to provide for all needs of both body and soul. Sustain all families. Bless and sustain marriage as the union of one man and one woman. Bless all married couples, especially Tom and Donna, Andrew and Jocelyn, David and Christine, Katie and Nathan, John and Kay, who are celebrating wedding anniversaries, that their lives together may be blessed with wisdom, purity, self-sacrifice, and love. Bless all mothers and newborn children. Bless the barren, that they might find hope and comfort in you. Grant wisdom and faithfulness to those who make, administer, and judge our laws. Sustain and strengthen all who serve in our nation's military, 
especially John, Jessica, Mark, Robert, and Devon. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Forgive us our sins as we also forgive those who sin against us, so that our hearts may be at peace and may rejoice in a good conscience before you, and that no sin may ever frighten or alarm us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lead us not into temptation, O Lord, but help us by your Spirit to subdue our flesh, to turn from the world and its ways, and to overcome the devil with all his wiles. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Heavenly Father, deliver us from all evil of both body and soul now and forever. Graciously look upon all those who mourn, especially the families of Kurt and Norman, who mourn their deaths. Comfort them with the hope of the resurrection and the promise of eternal life through the suffering, death, and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We trust, O Lord, in your great mercy to hear and answer us through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.
The Lord be with you. Unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who out of love for his fallen creation humbled himself by taking on the form of a servant, become obedient unto death, even death upon a cross. Risen from the dead, he has freed us from eternal death and given us life everlasting. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, trespass against us, and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. 
The peace of the Lord be with you always.
blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you.
all give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with our spirit. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.